Welcome to Tech Breakfast, today's top headlines served hot by your host Aaron Bewley and Tyler Gates. So grab your coffee and let's get into it. Today is Tuesday, June 9th. With us on the show is Christopher Walken. You know him from the silver screen, and now he's joining us for a tech podcast. Welcome, Mr. Walken. Good morning. Nice to be here. During all this pandemic, it's great. Get out. Hear some people. Yeah, it's so cool to have you on the show. Like, I, I mean, my heart is racing over here. It's actually it's pretty awesome. Um, what we're excited to talk about tech, I had no idea that you would just accept an invite to a podcast. No problem. You're very lucky I'm here. I don't know a lot about tech, but it's good just to have friends. I, I am just thrilled to be accounted amongst your friends. Don't get too ahead of yourself, Tyler. My, my bad, my bad. Quite all right. I'm going to kick it out. I saw a cool article um, about uh, electric vehicles. Um, we had talked about some Kitty Hawk stuff what, last week, right? And uh, another company called Lilium out of Germany is also working on a vertical takeoff and landing electric vehicle. Uh, and it's got a $1 billion valuation, which actually puts it uh, pretty high in the ranks as far as funding goes for getting to sort of taxi-like vehicle service. Um, and it was, the article was neat. Um, for me, because mostly talked about their their funding and kind of unicorn status, but um, I didn't realize some of the other players that were in the space. I think everyone probably has heard that Uber was kind of pouncing on it a little bit, but then uh, companies called Ehang, Joby, and Velocopter are also all in there. And um, so I'm gonna make a note and go dig into all of those little guys yeah. and see what I can find out. That's awesome. I, I really only thought Kitty Hawk was like the player. It's uh, this is interesting, and I invited them to come talk on the show. Uh, Mr. Walken, are you at all interested in like if if somebody offered you a ride in an electric aircraft, a taxi service, or something like that? Is that something you'd be interested in? You know, back in Vietnam when I was shot down over Hanoi, and I was kept as a prisoner of war, I had to do this thing with a watch for two years. Got this uncomfortable hunk of metal. Hidden. So now, never gonna get into a plane or aircraft ever again. There's too many risks. Christopher, that sounds awful. A little bit of a stretch, but uh, I, I saw an article this morning too that said the researchers from Carnegie Mellon actually are um, toying with the idea they presented at the IEEE uh, Symposium on Security and Privacy last month. The idea of a privacy nutrition label. Um, mostly targeting IoT devices, but it's uh, sort of a device that talks about the different things that it has to collect and has access to and sort of uh, gives an on-the-surface ex- uh, or, or explanation of what those devices might be um, insecure for, right? Uh, and I, I think that's actually brilliant and kind of What are you talking surprising. about? You just said it's a bunch a- of stuff that I'm, I'm like, what? Yeah, well, it, so it makes sense if you if you actually read the article. It was a Wired article, but it talks about uh, the way they described it, which I think is pretty good for a mental image, is a privacy uh, nutrition label. So think nutrition label on the side of a box. It just has characteristic data of the, the food that you're about to eat, you know, all the calories and stuff like that. Well, this is about privacy, and it's targeted at IoT devices. So Internet of Things, oh. all the edge devices, and then just right there, either on the box or on the device itself, I would imagine probably in the packaging because some of those devices get really, really, really tiny. Yeah. But 
they would actually have a label that explains, you know, has access to video, audio, uh, you know, these ports are open. Oh, that that's kind of interesting. Stuff. Yeah. There's a front-facing uh, camera. There's a back-facing camera. There's, sure, exactly. It and it's just to track right GPS. on the surface. So you know sort of how to fence it off or, or realize that it's going to be impossible to do so, right? So you're not just guessing at, at what's open or, or what um, – standards are being used yeah used right so well, that's kind of cool that's a neat it idea it's cool it, it almost feels late like oops yeah we've we've been when we shoot foscom cameras and stuff like that which are really popular on viv uh produced in china those those cameras are everywhere and we haven't had anything like this for the last 10 years that they've just been flooding the market right so Seems kind of late to the game, but I'm glad somebody's thinking about it. Mr. Walken, I'm just going to bring it back to you again. Do you have any thoughts or concerns around the way technology is is advancing in terms of um, you know privacy and security, things like that? You ever think about that? Are you concerned about it? Are you the type that covers up you know your your webcam on your laptop and all that? No, Aaron, I've been in the spotlight for so many years. It doesn't even matter anymore. But there's times in my private moments, I'm dancing, I get out of the shower. I would like to know if people are watching and seeing my sweet moves. Well, I got to say, Mr. Walken, speaking of your sweet moves, one of my favorite things that you've ever done, Fat Boy Slim's Weapon of Choice music video, phenomenal, phenomenal. So yeah, I can verify you do, have, you do have some sweet moves. Well, thank it's you. One of my favorites as well. It's, it's all in the rhythm and how you feel yourself. You got to just get up and do it sometimes. That's exactly what I did. And that broke my hip. Oh, oh no. That's terrible. <laughs> terrible. Let's see. Let's switch it up. I saw this was, I can't help but I laughed at this yesterday. I felt felt terrible. The, the news is uh, Amazon sues the former AWS marketing VP, the guy's name is Brian Hall, after he took a job at uh, Google Cloud. So he oh, hadn't announced this. this apparently. Yeah. And on his Twitter, so this, this is like in the, in the news. Right. And so he retweets that and says, um, some personal news question mark. Yeah. And then somebody responded and said, um, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that too. Um, I, I forget who in my feed actually bubbled it up, but, um, I, it caught me off guard as well. Obviously opens a, a can of worms on, what maybe can or should be allowed from a corporate perspective. Then again, I guess if there's a lawsuit already, like it's out there, it's public record at that point, but interesting. Yeah. In uh, another bit of news, uh, I saw that Twitter is bringing back the verification request for those of y'all that are dying to have a little, you know, white check mark next to your name. And Mr. Walken, I was trying to find you on Twitter. Doesn't look like you're a Twitter user. There's a bunch of fake really Christopher Walkins out here. Are you not a social media guy? Nobody wants to hear what I got to say. So, no, I stay away from the social media, the Facebook, the MySpace. All of it is irrelevant to me. Well, we here on the podcast appreciate what you have to say. So, please don't feel that way. Yeah, well, that's great. I'd love to do this more often when I got time. Might be a, Might be a new burgeoning career for you podcast host no you've done 138 films but i think this is the first podcast you've ever been on so there's probably more money in podcasts anyways probably probably 
All right. Um, let's see. Engineers put tens of thousands of artificial brain synapses on a single chip. This is coming out of some uh, MIT news. So MIT engineers apparently designed a brain on a chip. It's smaller than a piece of confetti That's made cool. from tens of thousands of artificial brain synapses known as mem memristors. Mem <laughs> what is that word? Memristors. Mem memristors. There we go. Ooh, I want to say resistor, but memristors. Well, I'm sure it's a play on transistor, but memristors. Yes. Uh, that, that sounds like an unnecessary term to be fair. I'm going to have to Google that because you know, a transistor is just a switch, right? Mm -hmm. So why why do they throw M in front of it? What is it? Is it actually fancy, or is it just a transistor that does something on a small scale? I'm I'm skeptical that that's a term that needs to exist at all. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, they brought in some like you know, thousand year old technology with metallurgy, where they're like mixing elements and all this what? kind of stuff. Did they make so kind of an excellent from lead? Kind of interesting. Um, so fabricated from alloys of silver and copper along with silicon. And they ran the chip through several visual tasks. The chip was able to remember stored images and reproduce them many times over. So pretty cool. That is actually pretty cool. I wonder if um, it, it, immediately my first question is, all right, they put tens of thousands onto a piece of confetti. What if it, it is meant to be sort of the equivalent of a human or an animal brain, how many synapses do we have in like that amount of space in our brain? Oh yeah. Comparatively. Is it trillions or is it, are we getting close to the same sort of density and now we just have to figure out how to scale it? Not that that's trivial, but still. Yeah. <clears throat> so Mr. Walken, uh, we were talking about uh, Elon Musk the other day and he's got this idea that he wants to put a chip in people's brains to extend their their brain capability their thinking uh to a computer system right where they don't have to go and google something it's just kind of there they have access to it is that something you'd be interested in doing i'm sorry run that by me again so the idea is he was saying kind of cut out a hole in your head about like one inch uh you know square and you would drop think about like a um a uh, an apple watch you take the face of the Apple Watch and its little compute system and all that kind of stuff. You don't need a screen, right? Drop that in, plug the electrodes into your brain, the wiring into your brain, and now your brain has access to additional compute power. What, what's your take on that? Why do you need the additional power? What purpose does it serve? Better dance but, moves? <laughs> better dance moves. <laughs> um, well, it's, it's the, the concept of um, when I was researching you, knowing that you were coming on the show, right? I, I wouldn't have to actually go to a computer to do this. I could just kind of think about it. And then the act, the, like the access to your, your filmography catalog would just be in my brain already. No, this is a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. You make millennials lazier than they already are. Oh, burn. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's actually it's a good point. Uh, I wonder the corollary to just having access to all that because I always think like, man, that would be great. There's lots of stuff I could do, but I imagine lots of people would use that for all the wrong reasons as well. I, I, I think I actually considered it. It's about time. I got to get out of here. I'm gonna take a cab and be walking. I'll talk to you guys later. Okay, thank you, Mr. Walken. Wonderful, no, no, no. Wonderful to have you join us. Thanks for hopping on the show.
Bye bye. That was wild, Tyler. Cheers, Christopher. <laughs> how how are you calling this dude Christopher? It's Mr. Walken. It's Mr. Walken. I don't the know. The guy's the legend. That's I, I true. Like you're insulting that's him. It is. That is. That's very. Oh, hey guys, it's Josh now. Josh. Oh, okay. Put <laughs> the mic on. So. Welcome to the show, Josh. Welcome to the show, Josh. <laughs> that was phenomenal. Um, yes, it was. Oh, that that was actually tons of fun. I I wonder what it's going to sound like in the recording too. But uh, I I certainly enjoyed it. That was everything I wanted that to be and more. <laughs> um. Yeah. So so this is Josh Devlin, and he's actually a family friend. And uh, what you just got back from uh, with the Air Force boot camp is that did i get that right it was officer training school but officer yeah training. that's yeah. not boot camp at all that's great thanks for your service for starters and then thanks for joining <laughs> us as well. well i want to talk more about this this plugging into your head because i've heard people talking about it and it scares the living hell out of me okay <laughs> what, what else do you think about it well because then like you go back to like the little privacy nutrition bar thing that tyler was talking about yeah mm-hmm. And it's like, so how much of your memory can this thing like, can this thing tie into your memories and be like, guess what? We saw you did it. We know exactly what you Ooh, did. I didn't you know, think about that. I actually had not considered that at all. I, I'm always just thinking what I could do with that technology, but I'm not thinking about what that technology could do with my brain. <laughs> well, I might have just noped out of that for a few decades. <laughs> it's got to be on that conspiracy level theory where you're just like, no, they're, they're doing that for a reason. They want to get they want to get facts. Yeah. Well, if Google releases it or Facebook, then we'll know. Oh, it's dude. it's to troll my brain, not not to give me super awesome capabilities. It'll just pop up and be like, "You want to buy a milkshake from this place right now?" And you'd be like, "I do, I do want to buy." <laughs> That's <milkshake."> right. <laughs> Why does it always tingles when you tell me that stuff? <laughs> Manipulating um, the parts of your brain. Well, here's, a, here's another bit of news. Um, IBM sent a letter to Congress, which seems super official, but whatever, uh, saying that they're exiting the facial recognition business. Ooh. It says, why it matters, facial recognition software is controversial for a number of reasons, including the potential for human rights violations, yeah. as well as evidence the technology is less accurate in identifying people of color. And... It kind of goes on from there. There were some pretty funny tweets about it, though. Um, some people were saying, you know, step one, fall woefully behind in a technology. Step, <laughs> step two, <laughs> announce that it's evil. Step three, uh, say you're no longer going to participate for, you know, for these reasons or whatever. Collect, collect four, goodwill profit. because you're not going to win anything right. in the competitive yeah. space. That's funny. Which I'm not hey, saying that this is what IBM's doing. No, I, just, I thought that was funny. It's, yeah, it, it, it is a funny quote. Um, I, I noticed in the block of text you dropped into the notes that they, they kind of said right out of the gate, they oppose the use of such technology for mass surveillance and racial profiling. I think that's a really, really short way to sum up, I think, some of the probably the worst parts about facial recognition talk, technology at scale, right? Yeah. And I think there's probably a good criticism of IBM there because leaning into the facial recognition space, there are lots of uses for that that aren't mass surveillance and profiling. So there's probably a hint at why they're dropping out of that race, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I can totally see opposing those use cases for the technology. And if you own it and you own the market, then you can actually just not license it for that crap. So I'm kind of thinking maybe some of those criticisms are accurate. Yeah, and it has me wondering too, just given my new role, 
focused around AI and data analytics, machine learning, stuff like that, right? High performance compute. Sure. And we're getting into, you know, video surveillance and thermal imaging and all this kind of stuff um, in terms of creating solutions from Dell. There's probably there's probably something I need to pay attention to there, right? Like go well, back yeah. and rewatch Figure all the Black your... Mirror episodes and don't oh, do that. Geez. <laughs> you know? That they're probably if they don't already exist, they probably need to to exist. But in, in any high tech company that's working on these kinds of technologies, I would think ethics officers just need to be a thing, right? And they yeah. need to think about what the corporate intent is, you know, go back to your charter and your sort of uh corporate ethos and make sure that the technology you're working on and with is actually in line with that ethical baseline and then adjust accordingly. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't think there's much of a focus there. Didn't, am, am I remembering this correctly? Did, did Google drop its don't be evil at some point? I thought that happened a while ago, didn't it? Hmm. I don't know. Was it like a slogan that Google was all it, about? It was like out of the gate. That was Google's one of their initial things was in their sort of corporate charter. They said, hmm. do no evil. Right. And and I think yeah. a lot of people actually really liked it. It resonated. Um, I, I wonder if they got sued to oblivion because everybody's definition of quote unquote evil is, is probably a little too fuzzy. But I thought I remember reading something. This is a long time ago. This is not recent yeah. news where they actually dropped it. Maybe it was around the alphabet transition timeline or something. Like that. I'll have to look into that. But uh, I, I was sad when it got dropped or at least when it was discussed about dropping or maybe it was just about they've clearly deviated from the normal, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's good enough to make you sad about it. Well, hey, I, I want to take, you know, we have about maybe 10 minutes left in the show here. I just want to take a second realizing, you know, that we have Josh on representing an industry that we don't talk that much about. Yeah, that's true. For those that don't know, uh, Josh is in construction. And Josh, I'm curious if you've seen the injection of technology. And the first thing that comes to my mind is, is drone technology in construction. Do, do you see technology coming into it at all? Oh, yeah. We, we actually use drones for most of my projects right now i have four projects right now just throughout texas and three of them are using drones for image capturing i mean little bits here and there but they've also gone as far as doing things like uh, rfid chips on logistical supplies and stuff like that so you can actually track real-time orders but oh yeah supply chain side that that makes a lot of sense i think the only uh the only downside is you still have a lot of the i, I don't want to say elderly but there's still a lot of old school guys who like they don't even like to carry tablets or computers they like to have like an actual tangible paper set of plans in front of them sure so companies are trying to do like this thing like oh we'll give you like this big touch screen and you can like look at all your plans on it and old guys just like nah, i don't need that now i got plans yeah they're all on it i want my pencil in my hat and i want a blueprint that i roll out you know <laughs> Exactly. I, I get I totally get that to some extent, you know, still wanting, I guess, that very tactile experience with an actual blueprint or a pencil or something. I think the issue is that it's so much more difficult to share. Right. So it, it's hard to record. It's hard to you know keep track of. It certainly doesn't have a lot of the, you know, the life of the document associated with it. That's a, that's a tough one to overcome. Yeah. And I think a lot of these guys are also the ones who like put a little piece of electrical tape over their cell phone camera just because they they don't want the government watching them and stuff like that. So sure, yeah. <laughs> I have a, I have an uncle just like that and he will only buy Dodge Ram trucks because he said 
they're the only ones that the government can't track. And he said, if I'm in a field somewhere without my pants, I don't want the government knowing where I'm at and what's going on. I'm like, what? <laughs> what is wrong with you? First of all, why are you in a really field without specific pants? issue to be yes. concerned about the government tracking you for? Yeah. Oddly specific, sir. <laughs> but okay. I don't know if that's factual. Like, did the sales guy just tell him, like, yeah, and guess what? Government can't track this puppy right here. Probably. It's God. Uh, Probably. Well, he bought it used so that way he didn't have to talk to another human uh, at a dealership like that. So, uh, but yeah, that's a good, that's a good, <laughs> good guess. Uh, oh, that's what awesome. else? What, what, tell me more about technology in, in construction. Like, either go or into lack the drones, of technology. Like, what's missing? Or, yeah, what's missing? Either, either one of those. Uh, there's, there's a lot of components that you can use for technology that would make this way better but there's still a lot of those like i said tangible things that you just can't get away from like how can you erect a building out of steel more proficiently other than like how we've been doing it for hundreds of years mm. but i don't know that's there's there's plenty of field workers and and guys who do the physical labor but there's not enough qualified individuals to do all the the fact checking like mm. i'm an assistant project manager there's three of us in this office and we all communicate with essentially like one architect or one engineer and that guy is so overloaded with stuff that it takes weeks to get things reviewed and processed. Oh, wow. So if you could actually uh, incorporate like a technology that could read specs or read a plans and go, all your calculations are here. You're good to go. I'm a computer. I don't have a license, but I'm smarter than you. So you're good to go like review it, but you still don't have that. And there's still a lot of, multifaceted points that you, you need to go back and check visually and, and confirm and that'll probably i wonder if if folks actually I'm, I'm sure somebody's working on it but i wonder if it'll be something that comes out sooner than later but that seems like a perfect use case for artificial intelligence right especially if you're talking about validating actual structural integrity or something like that so you've got a uh, pictures from every angle and all the calculations you know as designed versus as built and then it can not so much provide the rubber stamp because I understand why you would want somebody that's actually got the training and then you know, has the ability as a human to sort of compile information the way that humans do that, which is somewhat unique. And then, but, but organize it, right? So go through and it just says, based on all of this body of evidence with these calculations, you know, structured in a sort of a document in this way, everything should be fine. And then an engineer could look at it, say all the right pictures are there, all the right calculations, and then just sort of like check, 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 and then stamp. Um, yeah, I could see that speeding a process like that up, but it would t obviously take a lot of work to get an AI to the right place where they can actually take those images, especially in all the different circumstances. But I, I feel like that is exactly what's happening in that field. So I wonder, I wonder if folks are working on that and how close they are. That's kind of cool. They do. And they actually, I'm, I'm not going to do like a plug here, but there's a software that we Procore. And I've heard of that. Oh yeah. It, it's amazing. Like you can take an entire specifications manual everything from like general conditions to like electrical specifications, you know, 1400 plus pages, throw it in there and it'll actually go through and read. It's not the smartest thing, but it'll stay like, Oh, hey, you need a submittal for this. And in that submittal, you need to do product information. You need to provide a sample certificate. So it, it gets pretty smart, but you still have to sometimes go in there yourself and just go like, okay, yeah, that's, that's a valid AI agreement right there. Like it, it noted it. So, okay. But sometimes you still got to go and clean it up a little bit. 
but compared to how you used to have to go through a specification manual page by page. So that's that's yeah. really cool. Actually, I I just Googled it because I figured, all right, there you go. Now I've got a name of the right company. And sure enough, there's an article on uh, Procore's site and it talks about artificial intelligence and sort of the next frontier of construction um, technology utilizing artificial intelligence. So they're, they're already looking into it. Um, labor shortages with AI, basically exactly what you were just talking about. This looks like a cool article. That's neat. Gosh, that's I crazy. Really, that'd be really, I, I would be interested yeah, I'll in send that. you the link. I'll send you the link. No, that's actually really interesting. That's, uh, there's, there's a thousand industries that we have literally no knowledge of, and it'll be really cool to see how technology like this gets injected into it, right? In fact, AI specifically, so artificial intelligence, uh, one of the articles that I saw when I was looking through um, the news this morning was actually the UK government released guidelines to help other governments around the world accelerate the deployment of trusted AI. Um, you know, put your tinfoil hat aside and, and wonder whether or not you want the government of the UK actually providing that kind of guidance. But it sounds like the goal really is to make it easier to sort of organize the procurement process for artificial intelligence and use cases that, that leverage it. So it's, it's more of a, a toolkit and a guideline for making sure your proposals are covering the right grounds, risk assessments are appropriate, and even purchasing to make it more of a trusted process and, and you know, looking at the right companies, I imagine, is part of that too. So I, I expect as bodies like that sort of create standards around it instead of waiting 10 years to give us a privacy, you know, nutrition label, it will be good to sort of procure artificial intelligence for specific use cases, especially where safety is a concern, a lot construction. So we have kind of a baseline to make sure we aren't making huge mistakes right out of the gate. I'm still not sold. I still think the robots are going to take over one day, though. <laughs> we got to give them a chance. To do what? You saw Terminators. <laughs> one, two, three. I think they're the fourth one. Uh, aren't there like six now? I don't know. I lost track. They made 10 Fast and Furious. I'm sure they made multiple, like dozens of Terminators by now. Yeah, That's I haven't seen the latest one. Sarah Connor, I think, was uh, the one came out last year. Looks pretty cool. Oh, uh, yeah. I haven't seen that one either. All right, Tyler, we got to shut it down. I got to jump to a call. Uh, Josh, man, you were probably the highlight of my day, uh, the whole day. We're like, we're just getting started, but that was hilarious at the beginning. So you nailed that. Thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. Do it anytime. No, it was really fun to have you on. Uh, I, I love your Christopher Walken uh, impression is brilliant. Um, and it was, it was tons of fun to, uh, to have you opine over tech news briefly as him in character so thanks for joining us man and that yeah. brings another tech breakfast podcast to a close we hope everybody enjoyed it as much as we did and as always if you've got news we missed general feedback or the urge to join us in the show reach out to us linkedin twitter wherever you can find us listen subscribe and we'll see you tomorrow thanks josh appreciate you being thanks here. Ton, josh thanks aaron thanks Tyler. Right. <laughs> later dudes